0: Welcome to the Relatively Unknown. Welcome Welcome to the Relatively Unknown podcast. My name is Philip.
1: And I'm Carrie.
0: And we are super excited that you are here. Relatively Unknown is a podcast for relatively unknown people who are doing amazing Amazing things. things. Is that you? Are you relatively unknown? Are you doing some amazing things? We definitely hope so. Listen, today is going to be amazing session um, as we kick it off, talking a little bit about um, something powerful, something near and dear to our heart, which is diversity, right? Diversity and inclusion what does that really mean? What does it look like? Especially, you know, for a couple maybe that looks like us. It might be just a little bit different. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and the impact of Martin Luther King Jr. just on our lives as this week we've celebrated um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day and and, and had the national holiday and it was an awesome, awesome time. In addition to that, we have our segment called Did You Know? Did You Know? And today's Did You Know is going to be a little off the beaten path. So tune in for that because you might get a small little kick out of that as as we conversate through that so with that being said let's go ahead and kick off the session
1: today what's going on with you well today i started uh, another semester of school so second spring some second spring term that i've done since beginning the uh, master's in clinical mental health at liberty university so, yeah, um, got one 16 week practicum class and one eight week right now, uh, assessment, assessment and treatment planning, diagnosing, and then, uh, eight weeks of family marriage therapy. So, yeah. yeah so you, you, you you're going in, you're going yeah. in,
0: you got, a, you got a lot of stuff that you are working with. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know, I know, uh, this week has been already kind of crazy, um, us it started off on sunday um we actually visited a crossover a t l family down mm-hmm. in atlanta and i and I got to uh see you know see our family we got we got to see our family and just kind of hang out with them as as I spoke um mm-hmm. on that that sunday to to that, that that crew of people so that was super super awesome yeah. it's it's always awesome to to go down and and see family you know just yeah. just chop it up with and it. i
1: mean you know it was a really great word that you delivered just you know talking about. The different realities um, that we experience, you know, and um, it's all about perspective. And I think as we lean into a conversation about diversity, nothing could be more true than perspectives. Yeah. And our perspectives can are are very much influenced by. Um, the way in which we were raised, yeah. our environments, uh, the culture that we grew up in and um, requires us to really have a very keen sense of self-awareness mm-hmm. because otherwise you will miss the fact that you might possess some biases that you don't really Recognize,
0: yeah, yeah, you know, and and the crazy thing about bias is bias is something that everybody, yeah, everybody has a bias, you know, and as you said, depending upon where you came, you know, from, where you grew up, how you grew up, those biases can be different, right? But the reality, and, and the thing that I say a lot of times is, you know, if you had a bias. Wouldn't you want to know? Mm-hmm. You know if mm-hmm. if you had something that was going to impact, you know, just life for people like wouldn't wouldn't you want to know? Mm-hmm. And and I know personally for me, you know, it's crazy, you know, just growing up um um, having sometimes those unconscious biases where you don't even see nor do you recognize the things that, that are happening or are or, or, or going you know mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. and and I know as you spoke about um I, I believe those biases and the way we see things it really impacts life uh this past Sunday I was talking about you know those three realities and I literally said that there's there's an objective reality which mm-hmm. is based on as we see God's word. It's based on the physical laws, th- things that yeah, would never true. change mm-hmm. even if we were not here as human beings. You you have the subjective reality which is the way that you see it or the way that I see it, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have the intersubjective reality which is kind of that combination. Um, but but it's uh, literally right. It, it's it's when when a group of people come mm-hmm. together and collectively um, mm-hmm. assigned uh, a, a viewpoint to a to a certain mm-hmm. thing. So. So the question, because I said we hear it all the time: perception is reality. Mm-hmm. But what reality are you basing the, your your thought process yeah. on? What what like how are you really seeing things, right? Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that intersubjective reality is really it's really the kicker because it's actually the thing that I I wholeheartedly believe really produces the perspectives and the bias yeah. that we hold. Yeah. Um, our beliefs and values um, are a product or mm-hmm. a byproduct mm-hmm. of those things, of that intersubjective reality. Sure. Um, because, you know, we're only born with two fears.
0: Right. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. I- I've heard it. What? Um, uh, falling. Uh-huh. And um, there's one more. Um well, yeah, because you said too. Um, <laughs> I know falling and there's one I can't even think of. What's loud the other? noises, <laughs> loud noises. Yeah, yeah. But when people ask, yeah. like, oh,
1: you know, why would we be afraid of loud noises? Right. Well, because a lot of things that might eat you are loud. Probably make noises <laughs> or something's gonna fall, and right. we we have a natural like startle reflex that would move us out of the way. Right. Um. You know, so it's important to understand that those things are learned. Right. We've learned them, but the the hope is because we did learn them. Yeah. We can unlearn, Mm. but we have to be open to really measure um, and uh, inspect, if you will, and evaluate our beliefs.
0: Yeah. You know, let let, let me ask you when growing up. um, Like what what was perspective like, especially around, you know, just race and things like that? What 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 was the the reality for for you growing up? Because I know we met each other. I don't know ninth grade like in, well my, my freshman year your sophomore year right you know she's was in she, 10th she, grade she, she's a little older than me right so so my, my freshman was that like year like
1: 92
0: yeah somewhere around there a long long time ago yeah. long time ago I
1: graduated in 94 you graduated in 95 so right 92 so so
0: thinking about that though like like what what was the perspective on like race and and, and relations and was there a was there a way that you even thought about it
1: I mean, for me, and, you know, I've talked about this before, I I lived in a very homogenized world. Yeah. Um, You know, it was sparsely sprinkled Mm -hmm. um, with diversity. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I went to uh, Catholic grade schools. Mm -hmm. um, So that was, you know, kindergarten, preschool, all the way to the eighth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, So being in a private school setting, you know, there was, uh, I guess, you know, a level of access right. or um, a certain level of um, privileged access. Right. Because you had to pay for being there. Right. And it had to be a priority to you. Plus, there was the religious aspect of it. Right. Um, so I, I didn't experience a lot of diversity, um, yeah. you know, preschool through really eighth grade. Right. Um. You know, I picked up perspectives from my parents, but I never, I don't ever recall seeing my parents interact with any person of color. Oh, wow. I, I don't ever recall it, yeah. you know, and just here, like, literally, I've never really thought of this, but thinking about it here in the moment, but somehow it was placed inside of me that, you know, we're all equal. Mm-hmm. My mom would always say, nobody's better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She would say that all the time. Yeah. Um, and I think too, as is very common in white America mm-hmm. is we pick up this mentality of being colorblind and that's mm. but it's wrong
0: right. Hey, are you enjoying this podcast episode? I'm hoping so. Now listen, did you know that there is a way that you can support the relatively unknown podcast? Yeah, no, for real. There is a way that you can support Carrie and I as we create a platform to help relatively unknown people who have amazing stories and amazing testimonies and who are on the cusp of breakthrough you can simply help us by monthly joining the r u crew that's the relatively unknown crew by the way the relatively unknown crew you can support us at three levels four dollars and 99 cents a month six dollars and 99 cents a month or nine dollars and 99 cents a month and your donation goes to helping us to provide better content better guests better stuff for you all our community i'm telling you it's super super awesome if that's you inside of the description there is a link to join the r u crew that's the relatively unknown crew and if you join that relatively unknown crew we'll provide for you free trainings free q a's free stuff now, the good news is, no matter what level you decide to support us at, you get the same stuff. So at the end of the day, it's up to you. We're just looking and asking for your support. We're trying to create a community for people like us, the relatively unknown. Now, let's go ahead and get back to today's session. All the
1: time. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, as is very common in white America Mm -hmm. is we pick up this mentality of being colorblind and that's, Mm. but it's wrong. Right. It's wrong. I I need to recognize and value your Mm -hmm. differentness
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and be okay with that. that. Yeah. Yeah, I I I agree with that. I can't walk around colorblind. Right.
0: Right, because because many times when we say things like "Oh, you know, I'm I'm colorblind," what what we're really saying is we
1: whitewashed everything. Yeah, let's just keep it all the way. Real. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and I don't I don't value you for what you bring to the table, and that's not necessarily what we're looking for or or what we no. want to do. So so for you then, growing up, you know, again in this homogenous environment society. Um, Growing to uh, Catholic grade school and then middle high school, school and girls only. Girls only <laughs> high school, yeah, right. So, so how did you? How did where where did your perspective come from for you?
1: Um, you know, I I have to say that it really came from my my parents, just mm-hmm. you know, love for people. Um, before the people business was a thing, yeah. Uh, as far as a term, because uh, yeah. Philip Edge, I think. Kind of might have coined that. <laughs> my dad was in the people business. Yeah. You know, my dad was a coach. Um, you know, people loved my family. Yeah. My family loved on people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was even beyond just my immediate family, mm-hmm. but into my larger family, which was really important to me. And I can remember, probably no one will know this, University of Louisville basketball player but if you can put in the comments what years he played
0: uh, <laughs>
1: we'll give you a rel- we'll give you some relatively unknown merch okay
0: like, okay Okay. I'm you with do that? it uh, yeah we can oh, do that okay. we can do that I'm with it
1: um, LeBradford Smith ooh so I had, LA ooh. I, right ooh, so yeah. I had a cousin who was quite a bit older than me um, at least she seemed like it at the time she's probably not really that quite a bit older than me <laughs> but she dated him and he came to a Christmas event mm-hmm and honestly, I didn't really think anything of his color at all. Mm. um, the only thing I was like, "Wow, he's tall, and he plays basketball for the University of Louisville." Yeah. you know, like I thought that was like so cool,
0: yeah
1: um and then interestingly enough, I have another cousin in the same family who now is married to an african American woman right um so like it it just had to be something that was like an unspoken yeah thing that was in us right. because they loved on people. Now, um, you know, my grandfather, God rest his soul, he grew up in a different generation mm-hmm. and he owned a business. And, um, you know, I heard him use some language mm-hmm. that was not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and they blew it off as though he's
0: old. Right,
1: right. Right, you know, give old people a pass, but right. you, you don't get a pass on certain things. But nonetheless... I'm still a seed from yeah. whatever he planted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To love people. And he accepted, I mean, there were no qualms. No,
0: no. And and, and the interesting thing, even, even in talking about, you know, your your grandfather who was was awesome, you know. Um, I know even when I started coming around, he was still always very welcoming. <laughs> you know, he welcomed me in and, and he loved on me. Like, like one of my favorite pictures that i have is is a picture of my grandfather i think it was my my high school graduation or college graduation one of them i
1: think it was your college graduation maybe,
0: maybe yeah. my college graduation but but it's my grandfather sitting down and your grandfather sitting down and i t- the conversations that they were having about any and everything Was like, I remember that day and I remember them sitting and I remember them talking and conversating. And these are two older, you know, they were probably, I don't know, 80s at that time. Were they 80s? No, I don't think they were. 70s, late 70s? They would have been
1: in their, yeah, they would have been in their late to mid 70s at that time.
0: You know, sitting down and literally having this conversation. They had never met each other.
1: But the cool thing was uh, the connection was military. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was that yeah.
1: was so uh, that in there is it's relevant. Yeah. Because when we it's not we do need to we need to validate and recognize the differentness, yeah. but we need to also understand how we're so much more similar yeah. than we are different. Agree. And we need to find a common ground in yeah. a safe space within that place of similarity. Yeah. And our grandfathers you know they found that they did that yeah. you know my my grandfather it was from that time and kind of forward that he opened up and started talking about his experience in the military oh, because wow. he never told some of the stories that wow. he would later open up and tell to our yeah. son
0: yeah yeah
1: um and you know taking our son to um up north to go and see in Charlotte to go and yeah. see the uh Sub chaser he had been on that was docked there. Yeah. And, you know, to later tell some of the very traumatic and horrific Mm -hmm. stories that my aunt say he never shared. Yeah. But I can imagine, I mean, I wasn't there, like, sitting between them listening. Right. But I can imagine that they commiserated on that military experience and the serving of the country, like having that common bond. We fought for this. We fought. We fought. We fought. We fought for the same thing. Like, that makes me really emotional. That's powerful. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. for your grandfather that he had the ability to fight as a free man for a country he believed in. Because that wasn't always the case. It wasn't, always, wasn't the always, case. always
0: the case. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and this this week, you know, obviously we've celebrated, you know, Martin Luther King uh, junior Day and being able to really talk about that, you know, especially when you think about, um, you know, his most powerful speech, "I Have a Dream," you know, yeah. um, you know, and and it's crazy because even as we're sitting here, if you don't know, we actually live in Georgia, you know, not too far from the Stone Mountain that that he was talking about, the same Stone Mountain that still has a Confederate mural on it. Anyway, that's a whole different story, right? But but you know, the interesting thing in in this conversation is. One thing that that I've heard and and I picked up is to really when you're when you're when you're working with people, find a a place of commonality and build from there. Yeah. Right. And and no matter what race you are, ethnicity, whatever. Right. Find a place of common ground and you can build from there, because as you said, many times we're so much more alike. Then we are different if we really look at it and and press to find mm-hmm. those similarities.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it, it's really it's 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 so true. And I thank uh, Dr. King and those that marched and mm-hmm. walked alongside of him, and those that have come since then. Um, the advocates for social justice now, and the more recent revelation in the terminology of um, social trauma, yeah, um, and the recognizing that. Um, Because of our past and because of um, our systems, Mm -hmm. including our government system, our prison systems, our financial systems, every system, educational systems, have been built by people with privilege, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. with blinders, um, that people um, in our BIPOC community have and do still experience social trauma. Yeah. Um, And just, you know, recognizing that and validating that. But I also thank them for the opportunity for you and I to be sitting across this table table. from each other and um, to have the beautiful life that we live, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to have, uh, you know, the children and grandchildren. You know, none of that would be possible without the sacrifice, which led ultimately yeah to you know his death and he gave his life
0: yeah he gave it all
1: for the dream that's right and um because of that you know I feel like I'm living a piece of that dream but Mm -hmm. we can't just live the dream right we have to perpetuate the dream
0: that's good that's good by the way we live right And, and and I think part of that perpetuating the dream is being able to um have conversations you know, even even having conversations and talking to people who are different from you,
1: absolutely, and and
0: it's okay to have conversations. Intentionally that doing r- that, right, right. You know, I have I have several people that who I call friends right now, who who I literally have conver- tough conversations mm-hmm. sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. But but have conversations, and and I say this all the time. You know, we don't have to see eye to eye to walk hand in hand. You know, it's it's literally about us being able to have those conversations and and be enlightened. There's so much that, that I find out or they find out that they didn't know, you know. So so just being able to have those intentional conversations, I think, is a beautiful thing.
1: That's the only way that the dream will be perpetuated. It's the only way that we can live um, in unity and harmony and um, respect each other's differentness. Yeah. While still standing on the common ground of similarity. And we can walk away and say, we don't even really have to agree, honestly. Like right. I can walk away and say, you know, I, I listen to you, I still hold the same beliefs and it's yeah. and, and be it's okay. okay with it. Yeah. Like you need to have someone, you you need to put yourself in those spaces. Right.
0: Agree. Um,
1: on purpose where you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Because the only way we can grow is to expose ourselves to discomfort. Um, again, the only way a seed can grow is for dirt to be on it. So you're going to have to get a little dirty. We're going to continue to have to roll up our sleeves, um, from in every institution.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and even, you know, as a Christian, specifically the church, Mm -hmm. because it's not just diversity is not just an issue of race. It's an issue of gender. It's an issue of sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, we got to roll up our sleeves and we need to do some work.
0: Yeah. And, and and the work has to uh, and we keep on saying this the work has to be intentional like we have to 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 literally lean in to the work as opposed to trying to mask it um with this uh you know this veil you know what i'm saying if
1: we, we, we use love as a mask r-
0: right well right, oh, i love you
1: brother but then my actions or i love you sister but then my actions, my actions they don't, don't convey show that. that yeah you know um you know what is your witness really really saying? Mm. You know I've seen so many people like hurt their witness just you know they're all holier than thou da 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 da. But then their actions, their behaviors yeah. are just totally to the contrary. So, yeah. but that starts with you.
0: Yeah, it does. And going does. back
1: to the first thing we said, being honest with yourself mm-hmm. and being willing to look at what do I value. Yeah. Why do I value that? Where do those beliefs come from? Mm -hmm. And then examining those beliefs and saying, are they distorted? Right. And sometimes bringing somebody into that space intentionally. Yeah. To say,
0: and having a conversation about it or talk about it or
1: ask a question about it. Like, you know, hey, I feel this way about such and such. Right. You know, you're a part of the the such and such community. Like, educate me. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, th- I think that's a big piece right there. Educate me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and don't don't walk around as if you know it all, because there are things that you may not know. So just simply asking the question and being open and honest and saying, listen, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I have a question about this. Mm-hmm. You know, when we can have those conversations and open up the door, I think that does so much good mm-hmm. because it's that's where genuine conversations are had. That's where what we call lowering the waterline it happens and I can actually start seeing things that that maybe I didn't see. Maybe I was blinded from. Right. Yeah. So I definitely believe uh, in what you were saying and, and asking yourself those questions. Why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Where is this thought coming from? Why do? Why am I looking at this that mm-hmm. way? Why do Who I feel that? Yeah. Who told me that? Why do I feel that way when so and so is around? Like, what's going on?
1: Why is this deep down on the inside of me even? in the church. Mm-hmm. Even in us, I would say even beyond, even I'll use the word, especially,
0: especially I like that in too. the church. Yeah.
1: because I, You know, I think we have an obligation. We're supposed to lead yeah. um, as we serve.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I have a question. I, I was wondering, yeah, how much do you think um, that your military upbringing, being an army brat impacted your view of diversity, equity, and inclusion?
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's an interesting question. Um, you know, for me, growing up as a a, a military Brad, a child of somebody in the military, right? Um, life was a little different. From the standpoint of you were on a military base, um, There, the commonality, as we talked about a second ago, the commonality was somebody had a parent in the military, maybe even both of them in the military, right? Now, I will say this. That did not exclude us from different challenges, but honestly... My experience, race, or my race, bless you, <sighs> my race was never a challenge. You know, even if I, you know, there were some times when I was in a classroom and, you know, I may have been the only person of color in the in the classroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But that was, it, it wasn't an issue to where it came up, to where, now, I got to play Martin Luther King Jr. a couple times, you know what I'm saying? Well, then um, there's that. It, it, that part, you know what I'm saying? But, but it, was, it wasn't something that, was talked about because we were friends, we were going outside, playing football and basketball and playing outside and having a good time and our parents who were going to the foxhole together, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they were going to work together and listen, this is a life and death situation, so they literally had to trust them with yeah. their lives. You know, it it was it was a
1: different it was a different world. Yeah, the whole um the, the whole, like, military uh system and, you know, all of that. Like, I could see how you know, that's different. You know, the other thing is, like, you don't pick which neighborhood to live in. Yeah. You get housed. Yeah. You know, so you don't, I would assume you don't have, like, a black neighborhood. no
0: nah, we, we didn't,
1: like. A Latinx uh, community. On base, no. You, there was you was don't no, have, like, You, Asian, you got whatever you know, was like open. <laughs> not Little China. Yeah, you just right. go wherever they place you. Now, you do have a hierarchy. Right. Um, Because, again, that military structure, you have the hierarchy of officers. And Mm -hmm. so, of course, you have the disparity there Mm -hmm. and officers quarters versus, you know, your your general population of folks. But
0: even that, like, again, for me growing up, I didn't I didn't I didn't recognize that. I didn't I didn't really see that that often. I mean, my my parents, you know, um, now. Well, my parents had their little red light and blue light parties. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, my dad had the little brim hat thing going okay. on. I seen pictures too. I remember that stuff, right? All the little kids would be in one room. But um, I said, we, all, my parents <laughs> did the same thing. Maybe that's
1: you know what made us bond. That's, Maybe that's that what it is, right? You know, the parents was in like <laughs> the kitchen, the the living room, and we were all like four million of us in, in one, one bedroom. Room. Yeah, you, you and know, you, you can't you're can't jumping from bed to bed. <laughs> kids back you there getting up. hurt. Yeah. You know, and my oh, my dad is like, if it ain't bleeding. Don't, don't come out here! Don't come out here! <laughs>
0: but but it, it's it, it's cool because you know I I think that did help shape the way that I look at things. I'm sure. Um, and even for me, I'll never forget. Like even when we started dating, my my I, I, my parents were always just like, you know, you like it, I love it. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying yeah. like well, like, every, like that was their methodology. They you didn't. You
1: have two other siblings, and they yeah. are married or have children with someone of a different yeah. race.
0: Yeah, and it was. You like it? I love it. You know, I I want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. And my parents have told me that many of times. Listen, I just I yeah. want you to be happy. I, I don't gotta marry him, so so I want you to be happy. And I
1: never felt you know treated differently. Um, you know, I, I've had I had some interesting experiences that,
0: yeah. like when you ate chitlins.
1: like <laughs> eating <laughs> chitlins, Um Yeah. And uh, hey, did you like them? Hey, did they, you like them? I'm not gonna lie, y'all. They good with hot sauce. <laughs> See? But you got to have the collards and the rice to go with them. Hey, right? hey, we had them collards and, not just any and the collards. rice. Yeah. You know, you got to make sure you put a little that baking soda in there Come to on the green. Come on, down. <laughs> you know, I learned. Yeah. To, you know, your mom, hair wasn't her thing. Yeah. So, uh Helping your sister, uh huh, with her hair, uh huh, and y'all ain't gonna lie. I was like, "What is this comb they done put on <laughs> the stove top? What is this?" And I was like, oh. "They don't know about that, babe. They don't, they no, don't know." No, because about that. I was like, "What? Shut up!" Because try to iron your hair. Some white girls out there, they know what I'm talking about. You put your hair on the bed and try to use the iron to iron it out. I'm like, man, I would have done better with one of them hot combs. Yeah, so, you know, doing that. I mean, it. it there it wasn't like there was a boundary like no right. you can't or we don't invite you into that space right. Right. i was welcomed into to the space and uh my openness mm-hmm. and the encouragement mm-hmm. it again it was educate me right and i didn't even didn't even know it mm-hmm. um, i was just felt made felt as a part of the family and i right. fit is part of belonging and Fitting in, I never felt pressured. I mean, not from your grandparents, you know, not from you know aunts, uncle, uncles. Yeah, you know, just always welcomed in.
0: Yeah, and 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 I think again that that's a that's the thing. Like like from my perspective, we really didn't think about mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Again, it was more so. Hey, we just we want you to be happy. And i I know my parents have always just like yeah, welcome welcomed you in and your you parents, your parents have always welcomed me and i've I've never had. Which was amazing Like I'll never forget Like the first time I went to your house I was so
1: scared Yeah you know, Like like I'm, I'm like I don't,
0: I don't know What's going on You know what I'm saying I don't know What's going to you know, happen The
1: only concern My mom ever had And you know It was really And I'm sure my dad did too But my mom was more vocal About it Was mm-hmm. that you know Society People would hurt us Or say hurtful yeah. things
0: Yeah and, and they do
1: And they didn't, and they do <laughs> Yeah they We'll do. talk about that one day They do They say insensitive uh, All your children Have the same baby daddy Yeah I mean, I'm like you
0: know yeah.
1: Um and people do say hurtful things, but I, I think that was the only thing that my parents ever said. And the only thing that I ever like you know didn't understand was uh, you know, from your side of the family was your grandfather's accent. <laughs> <laughs> he called me Kern. Yeah, he, he And he I he didn't know who Kern was <laughs> for forever so he was probably talking to me and thought that i was really some rude person (laughs) because i never did hear him or i couldn't hear
0: right but i was current yeah yeah you were you were for for a long time
1: i miss hearing you know that That, current that's
0: when we had to elbow you and say
1: he's talking talking to you you.
0: he's talking to you yeah
1: y'all that was bad (laughs) that's that's so embarrassing (laughs) Like we're all speaking English, but, you know, they're from the South, like yeah. serious, you know, and I've obviously I'm living in Georgia and, and sometimes on the podcast, I get a little excited when I talk in my little voice, right. you know, a little more, a little more Southern. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was the only thing was the accent. Yes. It was just the difference between growing up in Louisville, Kentucky and, right. you right. know, experiencing Myrtle Beach. Absolutely. Conway. And They'll, I ain't talking about Conway Twitty. They, they about I'm talking no Conway, about the real. Don't,
0: you, y- y'all don't, don't know about, about no Conway. Conway South Carolina. Longs. Oh, Orange County. Let's just oh, let's just throw it all, all out there. of Horry County. Let's throw it on out. there. And it ain't spelled, it
1: with out out. O, right. spelled with a O. It's spelled with an H.
0: That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Get that's it correct.
1: <laughs> so let, let's lighten it up a little bit. Okay. How about we, we go to our next segment.
0: Did you know? Okay, well, hey, I'm ready for the did you know? You, you ready? Let, let, let's let's okay. talk about it. Did you know? Did you know? Let's go. I
1: mean, he put me in charge of something. So, let's go. Did so. you know what is it? Do you know why roller coasters were invented? <laughs> I I have no idea. Do you know why roller coasters were invented? Mm-mm. You don't know? You don't know mine.
0: I I, I would assume because of amusement parks. Like, like, is that the intent behind them? Like, hey, we we need to place of fun, so we're gonna create a roller coaster. Is, do
1: you know where the first one? Well, do you do you know where the first uh, like real legit one was? Coney Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, because you got some New York roots. Yeah, See, I brought some similarities in. There it so is. You can find a place. There it to, is. Yeah. Um. So in, why were
0: they invented though? I'm, I'm about be, to tell you. Okay, because I'm curious. Cause you're now. gonna be
1: blown away. So, in the 1980s, I think it was, or not 19, 1880s. My brain can't even think that. I was like, 1980s, that's it? Yeah, well, I mean. 1880s. Yeah. In the 1880s. Okay. I think it was 1884-ish. Okay. 84, 88. Somewhere around there. A hosiery
0: businessman. Okay.
1: His name was Lamarcus Thompson. Was he a black? His name was Lamarcus. I was wondering,
0: you know. You, uh, you said it. I don't... Na- name like Lamarcus. I was just wondering, you know, if it was a brother or not. I mean. You know, we, we invented a whole lot of stuff.
1: But he's selling hosiery in 1880.
0: Black people can't wear no hosiery. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead with your thing. Go ahead Okay, because it's
1: going to get ugly in here.
0: <laughs> go ahead with your thing.
1: Okay. A hosiery businessman named Marcus Thomas. He hated that Americans were tempted by hedonistic places. Like what? Like what kind of hedonistic place did they have in the 1880s?
0: I don't. I don't know. What? What? Brothels, bro. Brothels. Yeah.
1: So he hated that people were going to brothels. And where'd they go to drink? To the the saloon? The saloon. They didn't have bars at at that time. They had saloons and saloons and brothels. What do saloons and brothels? So, hold on. Okay. So, he set out to straighten these people out. What, are you trying to kill them on the roller coaster? (laughs) I mean, like, I'm trying to follow you. So, he started in the most immoral place on the planet he could think of. What'd you say? The the brothel? No, 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 no. The saloon? The the location. In Coney Island? In Coney Island. In New York. It was the most immoral place he could think of. And he says, hmm, today I think we'll make a roller coaster. And so he built a roller coaster using, using railroad technology okay. that had improved at the time and tried to... Draw away these hedonistic heathens <laughs> from the saloons and the brothels and get them to experience the scariest roller coaster.
0: So he was trying to scare him.
1: So roller coasters were invented to distract Americans from sinful behavior.
0: I would have never guessed. <laughs> Like boom, you, hey, you, you win. I got you. You win, cause I, I got you. I would have never, no. Yes. Wow. Really? Yeah.
1: yeah. So when you you think about roller coasters, so it's obvious. I mean, you go from zero to like I think 128 miles an hour. Right now is the fastest mm. um, roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you're getting a big adrenaline dump. Mm-hmm. Your heart rate increases. All of that. So these these adrenaline junkies. Came to seek these thrill rides, wow. and it drew them away, and it created the whole amusement park scene.
0: So, so does it say when the first amusement park actually came? It was in, right into being, there, right, right yeah, there after, right there
1: around that. Wow. that it became like a whole whole thing. That was his goal. Wow, and he was going to draw them out of the brothels and the saloons into these amusement park settings using the roller coaster, which was obviously a, a significant type of experience could you
0: imagine like did
1: did they have like test dummies on that thing like like no they who tested that they it wasn't like Volvo back back in the day <laughs> how many people have crash test dummies <laughs> how many people died on
0: that thing just trying to get a that lot. get that right you know what, yeah. what i'm saying
1: and and that's like you know roller coasters is one of the top top fears it's actually um the fear of roller coasters is you know a legit thing now as far as a diagnosis, being a counselor, it would be an unspecified. Uh,
0: I, so there's some of my ain't going on. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. But yeah, they, I I saw one um, uh, in Vegas, and it takes you like over the edge of the the hotel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I ain't going on that one. So
1: it's it's so they don't really know how many people are actually afraid of roller coasters. I, but, I know, at least but one. the but the interesting thing is that people will wait. Upwards of eight hours to ride a two-minute ride, so the draw of them is significant. It's huge, yeah, and it's because of the adrenaline. It's because of the rush to the body. Right. You know, there are a lot of people that are seeking that thrill. Speaking of speaking, but of coasters, one in fifteen people, one in fifteen people, just like you, are afraid of heights and will not would not yeah, ride a I, roller coaster.
0: There, there's there's some one, I'm in, not one getting in
1: fifteen. On. So there you go. There's another. Did you know? It's yeah, one in fifteen one people in 15. are afraid of heights,
0: and I, and I'm one of them. Yeah,
1: but coaster phobia.
0: Is that what it's called?
1: Yeah, it's a a legit legit thing, thing. but the diagnosis would be unspecified phobia. Got it, got it. If you were getting clinically, you know. Got it. Like just looking at a roller coaster could scare you to death. You know, pictures of it even, thinking about it.
0: You know what scares me? The things like on, on on TV when they when they take you on the roller coaster on the little YouTube ride,
1: like a three D kind of
0: look. I get I get I get sick doing that.
1: Like a, a Max, uh, yeah, like called? the little IMAX, IMAX joint.
0: Oh man, I, yeah, I get sick I sick doing that. Yeah,
1: and I remember when IMAX first came out. like yeah. that was the coolest. Yeah, just be immersed, in an yeah. immersive experience. They've had some of those immersive experiences here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. with like Van Gogh and oh yeah. Now, I'm, not, I'm not
0: afraid of a, of an immersive experience, but I am afraid of it's the m- it's got the roller coaster. I'm afraid of the the loop. What's the thing? The merry-go-round. What's that thing called? The Ferris, Ferris wheel? wheel. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of those.
1: Yeah, we we know.
0: I'm afraid of all those. We probably
1: got some old footage somewhere. Now me, I'm not. We could we have some footage of that as well.
0: Listen, y'all. Carrie, when I got catapulted. Carrie went on. What, what's that? What's that slingshot. thing? Slingshot. The slingshot mm-hmm. in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, she tried to get me on with my brother that thing. from
1: another mother. D. Yeah,
0: I, I passed off to my, to, <laughs> to my brother Demetrius. I was like, "Hey, hey, bro, um, you ain't scared, and Carrie ain't scared. Y'all, y'all gonna ride this thing." I was, I was probably more scared on the ground watching y'all get slung on up, and then when you came down and you shot you back up. But yeah. I, I'm I might have to show y'all some video. Of that. Oh
1: yeah, I got the video. Cause
0: that that was crazy, and I'm I I no no for your 50th birthday we're going to Orlando. I'll do it again.
1: You're gonna you never did it the first time, so it ain't again. You're I, gonna do it again. You're gonna stand on the ground. No, and watch I'm me I'm gonna slung. go on it with you. Okay. I'm
0: gonna go on it with you for your 50th birthday. I'm gonna go okay. on it with you.
1: And I'm you know what I'm gonna do.
0: What you gonna hold my hand?
1: I'll do that, but I'm gonna bring you a pair of the pins.
0: Oh, it, it's gonna be boo boo <laughs> everywhere. It's gonna be it's gonna be boo boo, pee-pee. All, all, all. <laughs> Look, you you better just, hey, if you sitting with me, you better get ready to get wet. Cause um, no,
1: you're wearing the pins.
0: Some um, I'm gonna have to do some. Cause you
1: know it's 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 not the like the sling up. The most awesome part is when you flip over.
0: Man, I almost peed right now. What you talking about? (laughs) What you talking about? Uh Uh-uh. No, 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 no. You just
1: feel like you're like just flying.
0: So that's the did you know. Roller coasters. Roller
1: coasters were invented to end American sin, y'all.
0: That's so crazy.
1: (laughs) We will go to any lengths.
0: That is so crazy. You don't want to go to
1: church? Go ride a roller
0: coaster. That That's crazy.
1: That'll scare the hell right out of you. (laughs) Hey, that's a great tagline. Somebody out there marketing for an amusement park. I'm your girl. I am your girl. I'll scare the hell out of you.
0: When I show that clip right there, get Carrie a roller coaster. She said hell. She said hell. Get her a roller coaster, somebody. (laughs) Oh, buddy. Yeah, man. You better watch out. They're going to build a roller coaster in the front yard. She said hell.
1: I I, I might be strapped down to a roller coaster. Like literally on the front of it like this. Like the little ornament on the front. Um, What's the car with the the person on it like this? The little
0: Rolls Royce. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to
1: be on the front of the roller coaster like a Rolls Royce.
0: That's funny. That's funny. I'm going to (laughs) be. Yeah. Scaring babies. That would be bad. That would be bad. Loud
1: noises. (laughs) Well, listen, y'all. You forgot one really critical thing, though. What's that? We finish every show with a little bit of energy. I mean, what would a show be without an edge energy shot? Edge energy
0: shot, y'all. You got to get the edge energy shot. And listen, it's going to be amazing. Hey, listen, how you tell your story is extremely important. In fact, the way you tell it is gonna impact the output that it produces. This simply means the way you tell your story can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. (sighs) Today is gonna be a horrible day. Well, guess what? It is. I hate my job. It becomes the most miserable place that you are spending 8 to 10 hours at. Can't stand my spouse. Well, your mind instantly starts thinking about the things that you said that you would never do. Oh, you, you forgot about that? That for better or for worse thing? You have more control over your life than you think. Which means you have more control over your story and your narrative than you think. Have you ever really asked yourself, where are you trying to go? What are you trying to accomplish? What's the vision of this thing? (laughs) When you get that vision stored up inside of your heart, when you can believe, even when it looks bleak. See, we got to understand out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you get filled up with vision, nobody can tell you any different. And if nobody can tell you any different, your story and your narrative should be what you have stored up in here. It's what you believe. So we gotta remember, it's your story. You can change it if you change the way you speak about it. If you change the way you speak it. If you change the way you tell the world about your story. It's yours.
1: Motivation. <laughs> I don't went to hell on a roller coaster.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I don't know how to top that. It yeah.
1: came right back.
0: You went to hell on a roller coaster?
1: Yes. That, that should be like a movie. There's a new GoFundMe
0: called I Went to Hell on a Roller Coaster? No,
1: to put my butt on the roller coaster. Scare the sin straight out of me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That, that, I have no response for that. Yes. Then, let it go, let it go.
1: (laughs) I don't care.
0: (laughs) That's not good,
1: baby. I've never been in a brothel or a saloon. Do they still have brothels and saloons? Boy, they got bars. Yeah, but like... And strip clubs.
0: We do got Magic City. The Blue Flame.
1: The Blue Flame. Mm-hmm. We got the boys and the girls. We got a little something-something for everybody.
0: Yeah. True indeed.
1: Drank specials. See, I'm going to hell on a flaming roller coaster. We, well,
0: we need to get, get you a roller coaster. We need to get you a roller coaster. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, y'all need to just tune in to, to the podcast Relatively Unknown because... Tune in. Tune in.
1: 128 mile per hour just going straight into hell with grass and gasoline draws.
0: Yeah, that that part.
1: <laughs> <laughs>